Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Colleen Witt. Welcome to Eating While Broke. And today we have some pretty amazing guests. We have Kidding and his beautiful, lovely, amazing wife, Asia. And How y'all doing? Today, what are we making? Asia is going to lead this whole episode and teach us how to make pizza toast today. Yes, pizza toast. Eating while broke. Typically, if we're talking about eating while broke in the house, you might not have pizza sauce, but you might have spaghetti sauce. That works as well. Yeah. You'll usually have bread, hopefully, you know, the basics, cheese. We have some turkey pepperoni, which I know isn't typical, but we don't eat pork. And some jalapeno peppers. And those are pickled. Pickled. But, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, t- the, the sliced ones you get are pickled. Oh. Like on top of your nachos. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean just in the jar? Okay. Oh, got it. Oh, I yeah. thought it had to say like pickled. It's, it's pickled yeah. instead of fresh. But mind you, this this whole purpose is because obviously I can't order a pizza. So this yes. is yeah. the next best thing. This is trying to find whatever ingredients you have at home. to Try to make that pizza make sense. So first, you wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Then... I hand sanitizer there. You're going to dress up your pizza. Everyone grab a slice. Here, I'll grab one. So when was the last time you guys can remember actually <laughs> eating a meal like this? Uh, she was mentioning earlier, we still have to eat like this occasionally on the you road. You gotta make it, Brian. Because on the road, out... Oh, on I the feel road, like he's gonna... 
out the out the country sometimes you have to, you know what I'm saying, get just as creative based on what you have available to you. But uh, you find those things and then you mix it up and whip it up. A cup of noodles is, is one of the, you know what I'm saying, still regular things on tour. The ramen, the any type of noodle work. But you know. Everyone's humbled on tour. When you're on a road trip or you're on a tour bus and you For can't. 12 hour drive. And you're in the middle of nowhere. Whatever that gas no, station is that you got to stop at, whatever they have is what you got. Unless, you know what I'm saying, you stocked up at the grocery store, which is something we learned to do. When we would get to cities that would have the nice grocery store, like if you're on tour in Europe and you get to, you know, somewhere like the UK where you think it might be a lot more familiar imports than maybe Germany. You stock up over there, and then when I get to Germany, hopefully I still got a lot of that stuff left over. He's got a whole plan. I feel like this looks real official. It does, right? It looks real official. I feel like I'm treating it way better than I did when I was younger, obviously. I was probably a little less... uh, Like... No, honestly, can we add the jalapenos after we cook it? You absolutely can. You can put it on top. I'm going to bake mine in. Will you pass me the cheddar? Cheese it up. Put Extra. a little cheese on top So, of with you being meat. a chef, Asia, yeah. do you feel like you had a lot of fun eating while broke? Um, yes. You know, we did have fun eating while broke. We got really creative. Like, we would go, we would take the EBT and go to the Vallarta and get, you know, a bunch of produce for cheap and, like, you know, cheap shrimp, like the little bay shrimps and imitation crab and make our ceviche. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy you how you eat it for changed. like all day long, you know. Yeah, when I was in school, by the time I was out of school and I was living on my own for real, <laughs> it was probably a little bit more fast food when I wasn't able to. Eat so my fast food go to wasn't McDonald's. I do eat McDonald's from time to time, but it was El Pollo Loco. I she was get, she was living way. I would I live off know. these BRC burritos. They're a dollar. Yeah. I would like live BRC. What is that? Yes, bean? bean, rice, yeah. and cheese. Oh. And they used to have. They don't have them anymore. That's why I don't eat El Pollo Loco anymore. They don't have the barbecue black beans they used to have, which were like crack. Yeah. So you would get this BRC with barbecue black beans. Throw your salsa and cilantro in there for a dollar. Oh. Got a whole burrito. I missed out because I, I didn't know it was they were living that good at El Pollo Loco. No one, <laughs> no one for me. So I was still like getting the burgers and I, just I like adding Mexican sauces food. to the yeah. to the regular double cheeseburger that yep. didn't come with it. Like, yo, can I get extra Big pickles and Big Mac sauce yep. and maybe some whatever was was only ten cents, maybe extra. Yeah. <laughs> but to or make my burger stack. Remember when Burger King had your uh, your that you could do it your way, yeah. and they didn't charge you extra. Nah, I would just get all of it and still take stuff off. Like, let me get the lettuce, onions, tomatoes, all that stuff, just so my burger look crazy, and then be like, yeah, I don't even want that. So you can see the Mine's difference between Asia's and ours right away. Hers looks Brian's special. Brian's looks beautiful. So I could have literally copied Brian, so I didn't, look, is like, I didn't look like the worst straight. cook. <laughs> I'm going to put them directly on the rack. Okay. When did you guys realize... That you arrived. Like, when was that moment where you realized, okay, I'm no longer living like this today. We're going to eat, I guess, lobster or whatever your favorite (laughs) expensive meal would be. I guess in that sense, like, when would I have felt like that was? I mean, because you have those small moments that you think you made it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's always you think you made it. Like, well, this is it. And then some might not all have been all the way there. It just wasn't that time. And then timing, you know what I'm saying, switched it up. I guess when I felt like 
there was no maybe turning back or the, you know what I'm saying, face was high, that everything was moving in the right direction would probably be like my first tour because I got to actually see the money ahead. So like working in the music, you know what I'm saying, sometimes you're just working. You know what I'm saying? It was points where I was doing, I was probably on my third mixtape and I wasn't like, I was a celebrity to some and you know what I'm saying, was occasionally booking a show we're here every couple months or something like that for something small just to get the show off and do it for Brandon but I probably had you know like three mixtapes in where people probably thought I made it and I was still at the crib broke <laughs> section A E B T living with mom doing the same thing as everybody else you know what I'm saying not really living any different but I still had to keep up a energy and, and image and lifestyle so I had to you know what I'm saying luckily at that time too I was getting a lot of or I was making just, you know what I'm saying, connections with a lot of different people who was helping sponsor because I wasn't out being able to go shopping and have stuff yeah. for music videos and stuff. So it would be people giving me clothes and like, you know what I'm saying, shout out back in the day, it was like Young and Reckless and Villains and all these different people that I just knew at the time who were making clothes, giving me all these brand new things to where I was keeping up. But at the same time, didn't really have, I was still going to the crib, you know what I'm saying, with a couple of dollars in my pocket. So, you know what I'm saying? Those are signs where everybody else thought I made it and I could have felt like I made it in a sense of like in the game musically and branding myself and getting somewhere. But when I saw that first tour and it was like, ooh, two months and I get how, how much a show in this man? Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, you ready? So I get to just live every day. Like, then you got a print. There's no uh, worry. What do they call it? A day? A- what do they call that daily allowance? Per diem. Per diem. Right, right. I think, so right. The per diem? Right. Were you thinking like, I'm going to save this per diem and the check? Yeah. <laughs> at that point, it was like, you know, then I was living more so living day by day where it was like, yeah, whatever I got today, it could go to zero because I got a show tomorrow. That mm-hmm. was a moment of feeling like, you know what I'm saying? Not having that care and feeling like I made it because it was like. We had no responsibilities Guaranteed. too. I mean, yeah, I had we kids. went from going, we went yeah. from being completely broke <laughs> and having old. nothing to look after to all this money is pouring in. Do you feel like when you first got the money, were you guys let's go shopping, buy the nice car? It off. Or absolutely, really? Yeah. Like, but too, I don't think it was. Or you didn't I don't try think to it was a, stack some. Well, no, you, oh, you, of course. Yeah, you yes. try. I think you everything is you gradual. Go. It, it comes as like. In of the be- in the beginning, they knew my name at Saks. Yes, yeah, but I didn't like run, <laughs> I didn't run into the store and like not first check the price tag. Like if mm-hmm. that makes sense, so I wasn't in there like, "Ooh, Louis, don't care how much it costs." I was still making a decision like, "Hmm, this one's five, this one's three. You so still me, do that, right?" So, but that that wasn't like I didn't change in a sense yeah. where I was just like blow it. But it yeah. gradually was still I we would blow it in other senses of like. What do you want to do? Whatever yes. you want to do. As you're in it, you're Good. not conscious to it could slow down, maybe. Yeah. So then when it slows down, then you have to sit back and go, all right, so this is about to come in. How can we make sure that we don't have to wait until that comes in next time? Like, oh, so maybe, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Figure so you out get to like manage more. the cash flow better. Yeah, because you could, when yeah. you see it ahead of time, you spend looking, it's just natural to spend the money that's on the way. Yeah. Already mentally, because it's on the way. Especially if you didn't have it before, you're like, I worked this hard, might as well. Yeah. But I still, you know what's crazy? I never, people always tell me I never treated myself to something that I worked so hard. Like, if that makes sense, like, you never just gone and did that that you wanted to do because you felt like you, like, because in the first three, four years, I think I just worked. 
work, oh, work, yeah. work, work, work. There wasn't a moment where somebody was like, yeah, you should sit down and enjoy it. I didn't, I don't think the first three years I actually enjoyed having everything. It was still like, all right, we still got to go get some more. Keep it yeah. going. Moving it some more work or it's going to end. Like, yeah. Episode. One of the biggest challenges I think is um, momentum. You know, like you try to go into it without having false expectations and then you catch momentum, you know, uh, for like the med spa for say smooth skin lounge and um, just trying to keep that momentum going because it's still a new business. So you see so much money flowing in, but you have employees, you have overhead, you have rent, you just have all these things. So, you know, just trying to keep pushing towards it being big enough to where you can really feel like, okay, I, I did make it. And you don't think when you think about artists, you don't really think, and the, the more I interview people or the more entertainers I meet, at first when I, I used to look at entertainers, you just think of them as this is the face. You don't realize that they're entrepreneurs and they're they're making all these decisions on a daily basis. Yeah. It's not just writing a song or producing a record. It's- I wish. <laughs> Emails look crazy sometimes. Nah. I have to have moments and have someone in, also as like a business partner that I trust. Mm-hmm. And my wife, luckily, so it's like I have two business partners because I can trust that she'll understand, you know what I'm saying, certain things when I'm locked in on a music situation. Like, because even just recently, you know, wrapping up this album Alive, I was locked into the studio and it was so many other music business and things that I was getting emails for that my business partner, which I trust him to make certain decisions, but if it's like might lean a little bit more towards a little some branding or something personal that I might be like, yo, why'd you do that? Or I felt like that was corny. So then he reached out to my wife and I can be like, all right, I can trust her to get that done because you have to, I can't think about that and do the creative music part and think that I'm going to give this 100% and not look back on it later and be like, dang, I missed that. Or I wanted to take that out. Or I should have turned that down because I was trying to do that fast so I could answer this question or just my mind wasn't. So you got it's definitely a, you have to be a businessman, but I you see it in music all the time when people start getting real big at the business, then the music starts falling yeah. back a little bit once you get a little bit too hands-on i mean we can't get you, we can't get an album out of rihanna i mean <laughs> once you she, and once she, you start making big money other yeah. places that's the example she's giving like once you start doing this and it's like she's not i made a quarter billion dollars and she i didn't have to busy. stress out she is busy i'm busy doing this yeah i don't <laughs> so i don't i don't think she's gonna go back to uh she eventually she will yeah. But she's busy. I mean, yeah, I get and you it. can't. Yeah, you can't get mad at it, but you can see how you know some people, and you see how some people are, are you know can sell millions and millions of records, go diamond, do all these things, but can't handle a business or can't come yeah. out with a clothing line yeah. or can't because they don't have that. They're not. Everyone's not Pharrell. That's, yeah. <laughs> some people can do what, it, what's but Pharrell, what he do. does. It's just different. Everyone, I wish everyone could run like that because it's hard to keep up with all the different things. And feel you just like, got to find your flow and your yeah, balance. And yeah, and your team I mean. that can, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm curious, and this is going to go to both of you guys. So, Asia, you're, you know, entrepreneur behind the scenes mainly, mm-hmm. uh, correct? And then, Brian, or Kidding, you're in front of the scenes. So, do you feel like one has it easier than the other because, and and this is a serious question, and this is just 
Playing devil's advocate, not trying to start a fight. At no, home. no, no, no. <laughs> just just a, a topic. I think I don't think that one is necessarily easier than the other. Because I because I see some of the stuff that you know they're just here. The conversations, some of the stuff they have to go through. Even with today too, with how big social media is and how important it is to your brand. Smooth Skin's Instagram page is just as important as my Instagram page as far as oh, keeping it up. Yeah. Making sure that the brand is still just as the followers and the video content. Like I see her doing just as much video content for her their Instagram as it is for mine. And I'd be like, damn, I need he to catch to, up. He had to teach me how to make my little video. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's definitely <laughs> nowadays it's still more of a it's still more of a trade where you still got to be a cool business just as much as you got to be a cool entertainer. It feels more like you guys, iron sharpens iron. There's a little bit of friendly like competitiveness, but not really yeah. because you guys share your insider secrets, right? You're mm-hmm. like, well, I got this this post and this this is what I did to. So mm-hmm. it's almost like on the tech side, you know, how techies kind of share their yeah. codes and then they build up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who do you think has cried the most? On the business side, who do you Ew. think? And have you actually teared up from business? Yes. Oh, business is stressful sometimes. But I like tears. Like, yeah, when I was first coming up in the game, because you feel like it's not even tears, you know, sadness. It's tears of like real stress and anger. Like, yo, why this ain't working, or why this not happening the way that I wanted it to happen, or, or the time. It's more so the time. You start getting fed up with time. See, like, this isn't doing what I wanted to do, and I've been putting so much work and effort into this, and you start getting stressed out. And then you got to, you know what I'm saying? I thought about that. I'm someone who who can easily, when I was younger, easily fight and cry out of anger. So, I, you know what I'm saying? It'll naturally, I'll naturally tear up just out of anger. So if I'm in a fight, like when I was younger, it was, don't, let the, don't let the tears fool you. Yeah. <laughs> don't let the tears fool you, for sure. And I know, Asi, you just took a bite. But the, first of all, this is amazing. So now I will it's be making this. Mm-hmm. I will be making this room. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Mm. Really good. Um, I wanted to say, Asia, when was the last time you cried over your business, and what was it in detail? <laughs> um, probably a week ago. But honestly, I'm just very, this is like my baby and this is my first business that is actually like going. I've tried to do other businesses in the past um, and they didn't work out, you know, and a lot of it was just immaturity, you know, being inexperienced. And so now it just, it gets frustrating as a mom to the pull, having to pull away from being at with your kids or being here at your business. You know what I mean? So I cry all the time. I'm always frustrated. And then me and my partner are like brother and sister. So we go at it and <laughs> we do. I, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate having you both come out okay. and uh, feed us this gourmet dish. I've eaten some pretty rad dishes gourmet on now. this show, but I was really excited to be able to lay out all these options. Everybody in production was asking what 
we are making that has this many ingredients. <laughs> do you feel like you've arrived or do you feel like that pivotal point hasn't arrived yet? I feel like there are, I feel like I'm always becoming, first of all, like I'm still becoming, you know, I'm working on smooth skin and that's going, but we're still beginning. You know, I still would like to do more branding with cooking. Um, so it changes. Like, I think I had superficial ones in the beginning. Like, you know, my first Louboutins, he bought me in Paris, mm-hmm. you know, like then, you that know, could be it for somebody. you know, there's yeah. things like, you know, when we bought our first house or I got to be featured in Vogue pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I've never, let's be clear. Cool. I've never signed up with any modeling agency ever. So that for I'm me, surprised to even hear that. no, anything, any work I've done modeling or acting, I was doing myself. I never joined with an agency. So that was still really big for me to have that moment. Yeah, mama, I'm on Vogue.com. Yeah, yeah. You know that? I, 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 I was like, yeah, Pregnant with the male. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> so so that was home. nice. But, you know, those things still, I just feel like that's not it for me. You right. know, there's still you. more to come. Do you think that's because the bar is high or is it because playing devil's advocate? Are you not taking that moment in like how Kid Ink was saying that? He and I think this is what you were saying that you never really got a chance to take it in, or no oh, one told you to, to take to it in. Keep you know what I'm saying pushing the bar. Because if you look at smooth skin, it's open, it's out. You can show like oh, those are all yeah. all yeah. these huge milestones. Yeah. But you're yeah. like, well, I still you know, and I get it because I feel like most entrepreneurs feel that way. But I'm wondering like what the root is. Is it because you're not taking it in in the moment, or is it because you keep moving the needle forward? I think from the outside looking in, not to cut it off, I think they definitely in their business have had moments where I've seen them stress out or, or want to accomplish something. And I'll be in and I'll go, yo, but you guys are killing it right now. You're killing it. It's cool. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not a bad, I guess, you know what I'm saying, mindset to be in. But it's definitely moments where I'll be like, you know what I'm saying, or a business partner like, yo, it's chill out. Stop stressing. Like the numbers can be different from yesterday. Do you see what they looked like all week? Like you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> just chill enough. out. Yeah. And think about like the times we're in, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things that you have to come into play. But when you want just to it to be so big or do more, you know what I'm saying? It's can't really help that. Just, I'm striving for generational wealth. That so too. I think yeah. once you feel like that's why one else has to worry. Yeah. I don't have to worry, it's one thing. My kids don't have to worry. And then I could feel like their kids might not have to worry is, oh, I guess, a more of a mom, look what I did for them. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are looking for that sleep money that uh, we don't have to get up and chase it every day money. Yeah, yes. I don't know what that is. I don't actually. Yeah, yeah. I still work for mine. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? Still, I'm still it's, working it's, for mine, too. I don't yes. know what it is. You know, Well, no, I, I'm not going to say that I'm not blessed to have certain situations or, you know, what I'm saying the right publishing situations where I do have. You know what I'm saying? Things that come in that I go, oh. Oh, yeah, because you write. Ooh, forgot about, Check. you know what I'm saying? Writing things, yeah. doing things for movies, commercials, whatever the case may be. There are there are things that I have set in stone that will forever collect money. So I am definitely blessed and appreciate that for sure. But, you know, am, you know, I, JC? No. Yeah. You know what I'm it's still a level that I would like to accomplish yeah. mentally. So, yeah, my bar might be set. 
super high than most, but at the same time, you know, I still won't say that at the end of the day when it's all over that I won't feel like I was successful. But right now, I still have to not be stagnant with that. I got to want to push for more or I think it'll just go backwards. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? 
This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupri, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that one, 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 cry me a river, ah. Y'all hear this, man? Listen to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How many years total have you been in the game? Prior to everybody knowing who you are, I know you started as a producer. So I probably started making music for fun when I was 15, mm-hmm. like thinking like, oh, I can make music for other people. Like, I think I knew how to make music and play the piano. And just what was the, fir- the first time you got paid for Uh The first time I got paid for music was probably like a, I think it was like a reproduction for, uh, it was a reproduction for, for an Alice Cooper record that Sean Kingston was redoing for some promo. Like, it wasn't like a single or anything, but it was like something that I think was special for an Alice Cooper anniversary. And mm-hmm. he was redoing this song. Can't remember what the name of the song was because I was mad young. And then, you know, probably paid me like $400. <laughs> what? But how'd you get it? Uh, just how did I get it? I think it was more so. You know, still when I was 16, I was always moving around, seeing who the, you know what I'm saying, who the new rappers were, always moving my beats around, always staying just, I think, in the mix. And it's not, it's not that it's not hard, but you know, in LA, you can know where to be at the right time or know how to meet certain people or be like, yo, listen to this or this and that. Or you might have a relative that's like, yo, here's an opportunity. So I think it was just, can't remember how the opportunity came, but it was just, Somebody said, hey, you got one of these, and they you know, knew they could get it from me for cheap. So they were yeah. like, I might have to pay this guy 5000 I can pay this guy $400, or if that was <laughs> even what I got. And he's cool with that. So, you know what I'm saying? They got that done, and I, I can't remember who the business was with it. But then after that, you know, that opens up doors. So then I meet different people or, you know, at the time. Because that's us, Mama, I made it moments. That was a Mama, I made it moment for sure. And then... Go back to the to the hood. And then it's like, all right, we're back to regular. And then I get the the record that I made for Nipsey, uh, Bullets Ain't Got No Names. And then that, you know, he gets a deal off that. That blows up. Another Mama I Made It wow. moment. Made my first check for $5,000. Again, it took three months, but you can't do nothing wow. about that. So imagine, you know, I and that's not anyone from yeah. his team's problem. That's the labels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, labels work. So he was with Sony, I think, at the time. And they're not like thinking about me like, yeah, we got to make sure we get him the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had already, they flew me out to New York. I hung out. I was making all kinds of beats doing this and this and that. And then it got to a point where I was in New York like, 
yo, man, I need to get paid because I'm running out of money. So, you know, my mom only gave me like $200 for like two weeks. So I'm trying to figure out what we're doing here. And, and then I ended up from that moment leaving New York and going back home and mm. back to regular lifestyle again. Yeah. So then like that was another almost made it moment. And then, you know what I'm saying? But that opened up the doors for me, you know what I'm saying? Going to the studio with Nipsey and then meeting Young Berg, hit maker now. And then, you know, that opened up doors for me. Meeting DJ Ill Will, which opened up doors for me, dropping my first mixtape, which then trickled down to where we are now. So I think, you know, it's different moments where I was like, I made it, and then it turned around, but then I see how that turned into something else. Yep, always becoming. So Now, was there ever a point where you were felt like you had to choose between a nine to five? Now, I know your mom, so I know she's all about... Yeah. You know, fight for your dreams and go after what you yeah. want. I don't think she has a settlement plan ever for any of you guys. Nah. <laughs> but was there ever a moment where you thought prior to the 400? Because I'm sure that 400 was like, well, that's so, it. That's what I'm doing forever, right? So, yeah. So, I think my my first, like, real job that I went out and got was retail. It was easy. You go to the mall, fill out a bunch of applications, see who hires you. I worked at The Gap. And then I... F- I always knew I wanted to do music, so I always had this mindset like, all right, when you work a nine to five, though, make sure it's something that's not going to hurt your future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When they bring it back up and they're like, yo, why were you doing that, though? So, you know what I'm saying? Retail was something I was always in the fashion. Got the easy job at The Gap. Wasn't really my vibe mm-hmm. as far as, you know what I'm saying, just the work that they had us doing. I felt, you know, just like I was just folding T-shirts all day and wasn't really selling any clothes or any clothes that I was into. So then I moved from there and got a job at Nordstrom's because I knew somebody who worked at Nordstrom's. They hooked me up. And this is all prior to your passion for music. Yeah. Well, no, I I always made music. So it was like when I was 15, before I had a job, I always made music. I think my mom, like every, not like every, but the normal L.A. kid thing from the hood to us, yeah, you want to do some extra work and do some acting? So, you know, she threw me into the acting. You get an agent. They have you do a couple things here and, you know, and then... It's whatever. And then some people make it, some people don't, I guess. But for me, uh, you know, I did the acting thing for a minute, but then I started getting tattoos when I was 16. And then that kind of took away from me trying to be able to do any Disney yeah. <laughs> or any vibes but that was going to be like now that. Your, music's been pl- your music has played in right. yeah. Disney movies, right? right? And I, you know, I've seen how there were certain things Disney? that... Did you? No, for sure Disney. I have... I don't know something. So he's done. A, he's done kids, kids movies. movies. Yeah, kids yeah. movies. They kids movies. How does it feel now? Not a Disney single yet. <laughs> we'll be there. No. Uh, but I think you know the the uh, there's certain things that I started to realize came from me just doing what I loved and what I had a passion for, and the other stuff would just start to come just from being good at you know what I'm saying this, and then they might open up doors for other opportunities for me to get into that. I've always wanted to go to X Games my whole life. I got to perform at X Games. I always wanted to go to I always wanted to go to a wrestling match. My first wrestling match, I got to perform at WrestleMania. Like these are things that I probably never thought I was ever gonna be able to do unless I did certain things or met certain people where I didn't think like rap's gonna get me in WrestleMania. But if I if I was younger, I probably would have been even more into it, like, whoa, rap's gonna get me in WrestleMania. But I didn't I didn't know, but when I saw how it all worked out, I was like, yo, that was pretty cool. Like that was something like that you happened. Mani- you manifested all. Right. Like it was definitely manifested and it was something that Again, I just didn't, I wanted to do, but didn't know that that was going to bring me to getting to that place. So, you know, and I have a 
WrestleMania chair in my house that I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying, hustle for on eBay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, before we close out, I'm just curious, since we are on the topic and man- manifesting came out, what do you think are the like three secrets to success um, going from being broke uh, in your living room around naysayers or 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 whomever to where you are at now? What what's consistent the most in your everyday life, would you say, and towards the goal of success? There's not a ceiling. You have like everyone puts some type of expectation of when they need to feel successful by or how much money they have to be to be successful. There's no ceiling. Once you accomplish one, you're going to go on to the next. Or if this one fails, you're going to go on to the next. There's no ceiling. Keep going. Keep doing it. Even with musicians, maybe you won't be the next rapper, but there are musicians making a living off music in hundreds of different fields. You know, like... Yeah, but I, and I think the, the thing that you realize the most, of course, like speaking things into existence, speaking things out of existence is important. I mean, some people can, you know, you're definitely always supposed to have those moments where you can vent and get things out, but you always got to have that confidence there. And I think, you know, that confidence is what you see a lot of people strive from where you go, how did that person do that with no talent? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they walked in the building. Like when they say when you walk in the building, no one's going to ask you where, if you're supposed to be there, yeah. if you got the right Speak confidence. Life. Oh, I gotta, never, I'm going to steal that. You got <laughs> to be that when you, you walk in the building and be exactly, you know what I'm saying, what it is and not have any... I guess, you know, insecurities on that behalf and people will look at you the exact same way. You know, even with smooth skin, when I feel like I'm going to like pull my hair out literally and just run away from it all, I get dressed up really nice when I go in the office the next day. You know, it just makes me feel clothing. It makes makes me feel like I came, baby. I'm here. I can be be at home in the home studio and I can tell that if I was at home locked in in sweats for a week, that this that one Friday, even if I wasn't going nowhere, that I got mad dressed up, threw all my chains on and went to the backyard to the studio, the energy is going to be different. It's wow. going to be a little bit more feeling myself when I'm in there instead of just working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a little... That is you know, why rappers wear all their chains it's a to more the of a, It's more of an energy. <laughs> or you look at it and it's like, look what I got. Ooh, look where I'm at. But you know, you know what, what though? It makes sense. I, I never even thought of that. Yeah. To be honest, but it does make sense. Like, you know, when you look good, you feel good and your confidence is up. Right. You feel Just like, hey, success. I can... I learned that the hard way and she already had it on point when you're in the gym. I didn't used to care about what I was wearing in the gym. I would just go to the gym. But once I started getting matched up, like I was like, <laughs> are you matching shoes too? And then I would get matched up. I could understand. Like I look in the mirror like, we going to work out today. <laughs> yeah, we work. Look at the shoes. It's blue. They going to see me running. And it's, it's a whole different mentality than if you just go in there in the mismatch joints. You're like, All right, I'm working out. My wife beat her today. And that is what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out, for especially on your birthday. So hey. today we're going to close out. I got you a couple different cake options so we can all you know, gain weight so you guys can compete in, in, in the workout. Original. I don't know if it's vanilla in there. That's vanilla chocolate. Carrot. Carrot, Carrot with mm. walnuts. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yo, man, appreciate you guys for chilling with us. You know what it is, eating while broke. We have this amazing pizza toast, and I hope y'all learned something new today. Yes, with Kid Ink and Asia, <laughs> we had Holy. awesome pizza toast today. Thank you. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Eating While Broke. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.